0: Welcome to A Transforming Word with Pastor Bill Buffington. This program is a ministry of Calvary Chapel Inglewood. Today on A Transforming Word.
1: This is this overriding principle on everything we're getting ready to look at, right? God wants us to be one. God doesn't want the body, he doesn't want his body fighting with one another, beefing with one another, going at. God wants us to be united. He wants us to be one. That's why the instructions have been given. God says, I'm going to give you the instructions on the gifts so you guys know how they're to be used so that you guys could function as one, that my gifts will edify you and your gifts will edify me and God will be glorified when we come together.
0: In today's message, Pastor Bill will remind you that the Lord wants unity within the body of Christ. As humans, we all make mistakes. We all have moments that we regret. On our own, Our relationships with other people will be broken and hurting. But through the saving grace of Jesus Christ, we can have united and God-honoring interactions with those around us. We can serve together, evangelize together, and grow together as believers in Christ. This was how God intended fellowship to be. Now, here's Pastor Bill in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12 for today's edition of A Transforming Word.
1: So you guys that have been following along with us in 1 Corinthians 12, we've been looking at uh, really a topic that brings about a lot of debate among Christians, which is spiritual gifts. And he started off the chapter saying, hey, I don't want you to be ignorant concerning these things. And um, that's always interesting to me. There's there's only a few places where God is explicitly says, I don't want y'all to be ignorant about this and always blows me away that when we come to those topics, That's where people are ignorant. That's where people are uninformed. That's where people are doing it in a different way. And so um, we want to be careful here to, you know, to look at what the word says. Um, God gave spiritual gifts. Um, And I I keep reiterating some of these things. I want us to get them. The goal of the spiritual gifts are twofold. Uh, One is to glorify God. Uh, The second reason God gave spiritual gifts is to edify one another. So my gifts... They shouldn't make me, like, my gifts shouldn't exalt me. They should glorify God and build you up if I use it right. If I use my spiritual gifts in a way that makes, elevates me above you or makes me somehow better than you or something like that, it's being done wrong. Um, There's something broken about that. The gifts should, every believer has at least one. Uh, Many of us have more than one, but the gifts should flow through us in a way that builds up the people around us and ultimately glorify God. So we've been challenging you guys to pray about what your gift, what your gift or gifts are. As you look at these lists, as you look at the different things listed, listed there that you would be praying, God, what do I have? Um, what is it that you've given me to be a benefit to those around me and to glorify you? Cause he's given us all something that can benefit others and glorify him. And so we want to find out what that is And then we want to make sure that we're using it in that way, that we're making ourselves available to the Lord in that way. And so um, last week we left off in a kind of a weird spot. We left off at verse 13. I want to read 11, 12 and 13 to you. And I want you to pay attention to a reoccurring word in this. So look at first Corinthians 12. I'm going to read 11 through 13 real quick. And then we'll we'll jump back in verse 14. It says, but one and the same spirit works all these things distributing to each one individually as he wills for as the body is one and has many members but all the members of that one sorry but all the members of that one body being being many are one body so also is Christ for by one spirit we were all baptized into one body rather Jews Greeks rather slaves or free and have all been made to drink into one spirit for in fact the body is not one member but many. What's the reoccurring word thing in that? One, and it's the thing that gets missed the most, right? And I want to just I'm gonna bring this home. This is a this is just overriding principle in everything we're getting ready to look at, right? God wants us to be one. God doesn't want the body. He doesn't want his body. Fighting with one another beefing with one another going at God wants us to be united He wants us to be one. That's why the instructions have been given God said, I'm gonna give you the instructions on the gifts So you guys know how they're to be used so that you guys could function as one that my gift will edify you and your gifts will Edify me and God will be glorified when we come together and It's interesting that the, 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 those very things get taken in this group it's like I, we, we hold this belief like this and we disagree with people that don't believe it just the way we do. And we believe we can use it like that. And then the body ends up being divided all over the thing that God said, I want y'all to be one. And so we want to be careful. right? Don't, I don't want to be a part of dividing up Christ's body. Anybody here's got kids. Um, it's music to your ears. If you're a parent and you see your kids loving on each other, it just gives you little warm fuzzies. You look at it. You look at them just doing nice things for each other. And it's like oh, I, I it blesses you. Um, but when you see your kids fighting, it's, it bothers you. You know, it, It's not a good feeling. I, I feel bad now, now that I'm an adult with kids. Uh, I feel bad for what me and my sister put my parents through. Uh, I got a sister that we we're a year apart. And inside the house, you'd have thought we were arch rivals. Um, because for a lot of my life, she was bigger than me and could beat me up. So um I, I credit her with any any street fighting ability, I probably got more from her than anybody else. But for years we would go at it. We'd be in the house, I mean, there was there was black eyes, there was there was cuts, there was we scrapped and she she squab she's fighting like a dude from the shoulders, and everything else. So if I had to go outside and fight I would take my sister and jump somebody before I took some of the boys in my neighborhood. But all that said, my mom and dad were like, what's, what, what's wrong with you guys? I remember my mom left to Vegas and we got into a full on fight and she ended up with her eye messed up. That was my bad, you know, I, was, I, I wasn't saved yet, so y'all judging me and everything, but you know, I remember my mom and my dad, I had to go stay with my dad till my mom got home and it was all this stuff and my mom was like, "They." What's wrong with you guys? Why do you guys fight like that? But then, if you took us outside the house, nobody could bother me and nobody could bother her. You know, we we go to school and I couldn't, you know, I couldn't even barely have a girlfriend. She'd be threatening them, punking them, and everything else, so um, it was weird. That's just how we were. And I I guess it tormented my parents that, you know, we just, like, like, we just didn't get along. Though we love each other so much. So once we grew up, then it was all good. And uh, But within Christ's bodies, he looks down on his kids. I got to remember that, right? When I'm looking at you guys and y'all looking at me and we, we bump heads on some little item, some difference, I still got to remember that you we, we family, though. You know, you're my dad's daughter or son. Um, and that has to impact how I treat you, um, how, I, how I deal with you, that we're, we're God's kids. We're his family. So he says, here, I want you guys to be one. And again, we're dealing with the item, the issue of spiritual gifts. So last week, we talked about the gifts, what some of them were um, word of knowledge, word of uh, prophecy, uh, gifts of healings, working of miracles, discerning of spirits, uh, different kinds of tongues, and interpretation of tongues. So we looked at those things. Now, this week, uh, the purpose of the message is that since everybody has at least a gift, he's saying, what are you doing with it, right? What are you, what are you, how are you using your gift as Part of this body what are you doing with what god gave you and so now pick up at verse we'll look at verse 14 one more time it says for in fact the body is not one member but many so christ christ's body is made up of many members all of us make up the body of christ different kind of people different races remember last week he said rather jew or greek slaves or free we've all been made to drink of one spirit so christ's body is not a cultural group um it's not made up of a particular culture and you, last week, if you didn't hear the message, you can go listen to that. I, I went in on that uh, for a little while. But it's, it's, it's made up of everybody that believes that Jesus Christ is God, died for our sins, rose from the grave, those that have committed to Christ, those that have surrendered to him. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one gets to the Father except they come through me. So everybody that's gone through the door, Jesus, we're family. Now, we might, we might disagree on some items down here. We can work that out. But if we bow the knee, if Jesus is Lord. Um, then we're family and that needs to impact how we look at view treat and deal with one another moving on now verse 15 For if the foot should say because I am not of the not not a hand. I am not of the body Is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear should say because I am not an eye I am not of the body. Is it therefore not of the body? So the first thing he deals with is this someone that's un- discontented with their place in the body um, this happens in church groups. You can have someone that maybe they're supposed to be a foot, but they want to be a mouth. And so they're like, well, I don't know why. How come he get to say everything? I want to say something, you know, and how come she get to sing? I want to sing. And then how come, you know, and so we got to know what our, our place is. And, um, you know, in our, in our in normal vernacular, we tell somebody, stay in your lane. Um, y'all don't want somebody that's not called to do something to be doing it. Um, it's a really uncomfortable thing. Um, you put somebody that's not called to teach and you stick them up there to teach. It's, it's the most uncomfortable thing in the world. Watching them struggle and stumble and sweat and die. And it's like, maybe, maybe bro, maybe you called to do something else. Maybe that's not the thing. Um, put somebody up here to sing. That's not called to sing. And it's like, I really wanted to worship, but I can't. because <laughs> you're, you're, you're howling at us, you know. It's, um, you know, put somebody in there with the kids that can't stand kids. You were not called to be there. You can't be in there with kids and don't love them. You got to love them kids because they're going to cry and scream and do things. And some of y'all know y'all kids, they're going to do that extra stuff, swinging and hitting and pinching and all kind of stuff. So, you know, we got to know where we are. You'll find somebody in the body that just, just love kids. And they just have a heart for him, and patience for him, and gentleness. And they get done with that hour that they're in there. They don't look like they've been stressed out. They're like, oh, it was a blessing. And little Timmy, oh, he fell down and he was yelling. And, but it was fine. And they're all good. You find somebody not called. And they come out of there looking like I'm never coming back. I'm never coming back again. Never, never know. Um, same thing. Gabe is over there with the teenagers. There's some people that that's the scariest thought in the world to be. You can put me in there with who? Autumn. Well, you know, there's some people that that's not they don't want that. They don't want nothing to do with being in a room with the teenagers. Gabe's called. He's in there with the teenagers, you know, loving them, teaching them. So we're all different members of the body. So I would actually I want you to consider it. Think about it. If you're a Christian, you're part of the body of Christ. But what part of the body are you? What is it that you do? And are you doing your part as uh, as that part of the body? Because this is the other thing. Some people are discontented with the part that they are. And this is what happens with that. If you're discontented in what God did give you and you're going after what he didn't give you, the body is missing out. Because if you're supposed to be a foot and you're trying to be a hand, now we're, we're missing a foot and you are, you're not a good hand. You know, we, we're, we, you're hurting us on both, on both levels, you know. So if you have some gift or ability or something, you're not using it. You just, you're not, it's not, the body's not benefiting from it, then we're missing out. Um, it's it just like, for anybody that's had an injury, you know, you, you injure your big toe. That's gonna alter the way you walk. You're not gonna get around the same way. It's just, just a big toe. I mean, in, in the big scheme of things, it doesn't seem like that much, but you, you go stub your big toe, go break a big toe, and try to go for a jog or something, you know? Uh, you know some, some of us, you can hurt something that it's not even connected. You can, you can have a headache and act like you can't walk. Um, I, I know somebody that they get a headache and they just gotta lay down. I'm like, just your head. Can you walk and, you know, and I'm, I'm, I mean, I understand it's, it's, it, this part is, is hindering everything else. What part of the body are you and is the body benefiting? Are you doing your part? Um, the other side is this. You take an athlete that's mastered what he's good at and, you know, t- like in a team sport, if you get a, a team where everybody knows their position and they play it well, you got a well, a team that's just running well. I don't want to stumble y'all with, you know, the teams that are out there right now. And I know we got some, you know, we got some people here that's got issues with the team. But if you get a team where everybody knows their part, this guy knows I am the shooter. This guy knows I am the dribbler. This guy knows you got a great team. But what happens when your big guy that's supposed to be underneath the rim decides he want to take it coast to coast? It's, not, it's, never, it's usually not a good thing, you know. You usually not good for shacks. To be, say, I'm going to take it down and trying to cross people over. It usually don't go well. You know, they need somebody else to run that position. Same is true in the body of Christ. What's your position? What's your part of the body? Are you being used by God? Are you benefiting others and glorifying God in your part? Moving on now, look at verse um, 17. He says, again, if the whole body were an eye, where would be the hearing? If the whole were hearing, where would be the smelling? And he's just running through these these questions. That's kind of Paul's teaching style. If the whole body were an ear, then how would you see? If it were an eye, how would you smell? Verse 18, but now God has set the members, each one of them, in the body just as he pleased. And that's an important verse. God said, I set the members in the body as I pleased. So whatever you have, God gave it to you. And God said, I set you in the body. There's something I gave you. And it's, it's gonna it's, it's gonna glorify God and build up others what I got set you in the body right where I want you to be with what you have with everything that you are and I remember for me I was at a, a, a smaller I was at a little church when uh, the first church I went to when I got saved and that was where I was when I started teaching and I understood that that was my else what I'm called to do I'm called to study the Bible and teach the Bible and then God took me to one other church and then God let me out when I went when I went to Calvary Chapel Downey and I remember going in there and just thinking this place is huge and my thought was, I don't know if I want to. I'm never going to get to teach here. Like, I don't miss. It's huge. I don't even know who's in charge. I don't know. I don't know anybody here. Um, it just seemed like this is, this is I'm going to get lost here. And I remember the Lord just telling, like the, the Lord spoke to me that if, if you're called to teach, then you'll get to do it here, too. Like, it's, 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 it's your calling is not attached to a place. It's, it's what you have. It's what you're supposed to do in a body of people or whatever. And as I was going through the Bible college there, I had one of my teachers say, you know, if you're called to teach, don't wait till somebody puts you in a position to teach. And you can teach you as you converse with people. You can start chopping up the word and sharing things and and educating them on what the word says in your friendships, in your relationships. So you don't need a position to start to do that. And as I would just kind of walk that out, it was a year and a half and I was getting to teach. And I was like, "That's, that's, that's what you are in the body. That's the part you play. Um, now I tried a lot I've tried some other things in the body so um, I like to sing but um, you know so I've, I've had people encourage me at times And you should do worship you should you should do that and I'm like now nah, I'm gonna stay in my lane I should have I, I should have st- just stayed with that um, but I've had you know I'm always encouraging my kids and I'm like y'all you know go for it do it and so one of my kids threw it back at me like dad you're always telling me to step out I think you can sing so you should do worship and I'm like, okay, well, just so that I don't lose my credibility as dad to be able to say step out, I'm like, all right. I, I, it was a Thursday night. I hope none of y'all were there. Um, <laughs> but uh, we, we, had a, we had a Thursday night where whoever was going to do worship wasn't going to be there, and I said, I'm going I'm to do it tonight. And, um, hey, it was it was horrific, y'all. It was bad. I was like, hey, God wasn't glorified, man. It was, uh, I, I think everyone there was looking like we feel so bad for him right now. I, I wish he would stop right now. I wish he would just end. And it eventually ended. And I walked away and I'm like, I'm, I'm positive. That's not what God called me to do. I'm going to enjoy singing from out there with whoever's up here. But that's not my thing. Um, and it would be a horrible thing for you guys if I was insisting on being that. If I said, no, I'm, I'm, I'm going to do that. And I said, Carlos, you step aside, brother. I'm, 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 I'm called to do it today. It, it would be a terrible thing, right? I would be out of my position um, where someone else was, was supposed to be. And I'd be, I'd be clogging up one spot while not fulfilling another place. And so um, we all want to be careful about that. There's something we are given, and there's some things that we're not. And so God said, i put you in the body as, as it pleased me. So I got to realize that the thing God did give me pleases him. And the thing that God's given you, it pleases him. If you take your gift and you use it to glorify God and bless others, it pleases God. It pleases me to see you do that. It's the most fulfilling thing in the world you can do is take what God made you to do and begin to do it for his glory. Do it for the benefit of others. Nothing else will be more fulfilling than that. Moving on, verse 19. And if they were all one member, where would the body be? But now, indeed, there are many members Yet one body. And so again, the, the church is made up of many people, many Christians, and we, we all make up one body. And that's why we want to be so careful about being divided, which you'll we'll talk about later, because we're part of the one body. I'm sorry, verse 21 And the eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need of you. No, much rather, those members of the body which seem to be weaker are necessary. So the first thing he dealt with was kind of knowing what part of the body you are, fulfilling your role, and being content with what you are, what your position in the body is. Now what he's dealing with is this. He's saying I, the, the, the members in the body would value other people, right? Because I'm a speaker, and this is something that happens in the body, a lot of people will look at their gift and think everybody should grow into what they are. You know, you should be teaching by now. No, not necessarily, that might not be their thing. That might not never be their thing. And so you get some people in the body that are um, I've seen this with some people that are maybe even have the gift of evangelism. They're very um, just they're vigilant and and active in evangelism and and they feel like everyone should be just like them. But maybe it's a gift. Maybe it's beyond the normal call of duty for you. Um, And so we have to be careful about that, that we don't devalue people that aren't our particular gift. I can't say I'm the pastor because within this church and I'm am going to lay out to you guys because I wonder sometimes we don't know all that goes into um, just us being here like right now that 830 in the morning. There's a group of men that get here and they set them chairs in order. Uh, and Brother Tony, uh, systematic, he, he has marks on the floor. He sets them all out. He puts them all in order, make sure they're all straight. He takes disinfectant and sprays them and wipes them down so y'all not sitting in no yucky yuck when y'all get here. He goes and does some bathrooms. With, with cleansers and cleans them because there's been little junior high boys and girls in there doing who knows what it ain't always clean we get here he get out the gnats and the flies and empty the trash can that happens at 8 30 in the morning before anybody can even look at him when he's done he sits here we'll sweat on him gets him a cup of coffee you know gets a little breather and then he changes shirts and before y'all get here that's done nobody knows not even seen but that's part of what happens every single Sunday. Another group of guys are up here setting up the stage. It's Clint and Dave and uh, Jeffrey. And, you know, they're up here laying cords, and laying cables and putting up mics and setting up this thing and laying all that. They're up here doing all that, getting all that ready, putting the soundboard back there and making sure that there's going to be noise. There's going to be sound. Um, then there's the women that they've been working over the week, getting their lessons together, getting the plans together, making copies, putting them in order, lesson plans to come here and be in the classroom, teaching your kids the word. And then Gabe is over the week preparing at home and preparing study to come and teach the kids in that room over there. And then because um, we're going to talk about the members of the body that are not seen, there's a lady here, Miss Claire, for you guys that know her, John's wife. She has some health issues and she can't be here. She can't come physically and be here. But she made it very clear to us. She said, look, I, I'm, I'm still a part of the body. I want to serve. And so for you guys that enjoy that coffee every Sunday morning, Ms. Claire gets up early Sunday morning and she brews that coffee and puts him in those pots and she sends them with her husband. She said, John, you carry that stuff. You get She, she sends John with his little package. He comes with his package. And he sets it up, but she's at home brewing that up. Um, we get the announcements done for you guys that get the announcements which we don't have today because all the women are gone of the mountain. So we we feel in the hurt of the women being gone. They are important part of what goes on around here, but my wife does the announcements. Sends them to Miss Claire. Miss Claire checks them for typos, because we used to have a bunch of typos in the announcements. So and y'all would be sitting there <laughs> thinking somebody needs to go back to school. And so Miss Claire said, I, I want to take that on. So we send it over to her. She makes sure everything is legit. All that all the English is proper. Sends it back to my wife. Somebody else prints it. They get brought here. All these little pieces and parts happen every single week. So we can be here. And sit here and, and, and receive the word. And then there's, there's, there's stuff beyond that. There are people praying for the spiritual aspects of what's going There are people that are giving so we can pay the rent in order to be here. Um, on and on and on. And so with all those things happening, everybody that's here, part of the body has to say, what part do I play? What am I doing? Am I doing it? It's a lot of, I mean, if you want something to do, y'all come see me. I got, I got, I got we got jobs. We got jobs upon jobs upon jobs. And so if there's some of you saying, I want, I want something to do to jump in here. I, I got something for you. Come see me. And um, but every member has its part. And this is even beyond that. There's general things that anybody could do. But part of why we do discipleship here at the church, why we encourage people, if you're part of the body here, we love for you to do the one-on-one discipleship. Uh, for the men, it's a six-week thing. For the women, it's a couple more weeks. Um, but we walk you through the discipleship because part of what we're assessing as we walk through these things together is trying to figure out what your, what your part is in the body. Um, what do you do well? What's God blessed you to do? What are your gifts? So that we can place you where you're gifted. Um, I don't want to take a guy that's gifted to teach and then place them somewhere where that's not being realized. Uh, that's not being, he's not growing in that ability. I don't want to take someone that's gifted in this area. Some, so through the discipleship, we, we come to turn, we come to know like, okay, I see that this person has that. Let's, let's work on that together. Let's, let's give opportunity for that, that, that everybody's growing in their gift and the body's benefiting from everybody's gifts. And so, again, um, so we don't want to belittle any part, right? I don't look at the people that set up and, and, and think any less of them, it, every single person has their part. And if, for everything to happen, everybody's got to do their part. And that's, if we understand it right, there really no, there's really no person that's a big deal. I get to be up front. I'm not a big deal. Who's the big deal when we gather together? Jesus. That's always going to be the way it is.
0: First Corinthians touches on how the city of Corinth was rampant with idolatry and immorality, not too different from cities of today. Does this mean that you run away and isolate yourself from the sinful world? No, but Paul's letter did communicate that as a Christian, it's important to live a life that's upright and pure before God, even in the midst of a dark and sinful world. When the pressure is great, your opportunity to contrast the dark with light can be even greater. How does one do this with all the influences pressing in? Keep looking to the Word of God for direction in all things. If you're seeking some assistance with where to read, we have a helpful Bible reading plan on our website. This can be a useful guide to help you explore the Word on a daily basis. Look on our website, CalvaryEnglewood.org. Thank you for tuning in today to A Transforming Word. Next time, Pastor Bill will continue teaching through 1 Corinthians. Before we go, we'd like to ask you to prayerfully consider supporting this ministry financially. Any amount is appreciated. These teachings are broadcast on the radio and help spread the good news of the gospel. That's a powerful thing. If you'd like to find out more about how to support A Transforming Word, go to calvaryinglewood.org or donate through our app. We're so thankful for your support and more than anything, we hope this ministry has been and continues to be a blessing to you. We look forward to joining Pastor Bill again next time right here on A Transforming Word.